1: It's another productive little morning It's a Thursday in front of us So let's start by celebrating the Black Fern Sevens Ops to go on her own And she's found herself in a lot of space Sarah Hedony giving Chase Beth try And she gets it up to Michaela Blade, And she'll score first for New Zealand Kelly Brazier bangs it into touch and a nation that has scaled every other peak in rugby now has the one prize that was missing, an Olympic goal Tokyo, New Zealand, Olympic champions. Still gives me goosebumps hearing Tony Johnson's magnificent call, the Blackstone Sevens winning Tokyo Gold to erase the Demons on losing to Australia in Rio. One of the key players was their speeds to Michaela Blyde, who, as you heard just there, scored the first try in the gold medal match, albeit on one with a dodgy hammy. Uh, Michaela Blyde joins us now on SNZ. Michaela, congratulations on the Rugby award success for the team, but I want to start in Tokyo. When did that hammy flare up?
0: <laughs> uh, thanks for having me first of all. But yeah, like you said just then, um, I literally just got goosebumps listening to that playback as mm. well and I like literally had a little bit of a watery um eye as well. I mean I'm i I'm tough, but hearing that commentary back just uh just <laughs> brings back the major feels. But yeah, um to be honest my whole preparation going into Tokyo was just really unexpected. Um it wasn't the plan whatsoever. I probably had about Two or three niggles going into it, but it was just a matter of um, knowing that I had people around me that can help me out, support me, and it was literally the Olympic Games. There was no way that I was going to miss any games. There was no way I was going to miss the final. Um, so yeah, the hemi just literally was one of those situations where you just take a few Panadol and <laughs> away you go. You've got to carry on, but yeah. <laughs>
1: Incredible tournament it was. Yeah, look, and when you look back at Tokyo, and I was, I did the final in the studio in Sky Sport, and I want to talk about culture in just a moment. But the one word that seems to strike me about your team that you were involved in was the word resilience.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, we obviously didn't have the best Olympic Games in 2016, obviously coming away with a silver. But although in saying that, the girls did incredibly well, um, despite. The environment that we had, the culture that we had was completely different to what it is right now. Um, And so going into Tokyo, there was no way that we wanted to feel that feeling ever again. Um, It was just one of the hardest things that you had to do. The hardest pill you had to swallow is coming away with a silver medal. Um, Because in our environment or in our game, obviously, to win silver, you've got to lose. Um, so it's a really hard feeling and it's, it's something that we didn't want to ever experience again. And so going into Tokyo, we literally had one goal and one goal only and that was to win gold and anything short of that wasn't good enough in our mindset. Um, so yeah, we were we were literally very dangerous and very unstoppable when there was nothing that was going to get in our way come Tokyo.
1: Well, see, Michaela, you've opened up the door to talk about culture. You said the cultures between Rio and Tokyo were completely different. So the one thing that struck me, in our studio on the night of the final, we got Shane Nathan Wong in, right? Tyler's sister. And that was, there was tears mm-hmm. everywhere. They were yeah. crying. And she spoke to me about the culture. And I've, I wondered, And you've just said it, it was different. So what changed between Rio and Tokyo, and who was driving it?
0: Um, I guess a combination of management and players. Um, We, Well, for starters, our head coach, who has now moved on, Alan Bunting, um, when he was officially appointed as our head coach in 2016 after Rio, he focused straight away on our off-field priorities, our off-field values and our morals. Um, so then when it came to playing on the field we already had each other's back we already had each other's trust um, and that love for each other which is really important when it comes to our environment because we see each other every single day we live together um, we train together all the time and so if we can't get along then playing rugby is going to be a real hard challenge and so for him it was important that we focused on our culture first so you know, bringing it all the way back down to what our vision was um, what we do in the gym, little things like picking up the water bottles after training. Um, it's just just those little things in life that a lot of people probably just don't think is really important, but to us it's really crucial to making sure that we're all aligned. Um, so come on field, we've got each other's back and we trust each other and all the moves and whatever we come up with just flows from there. Um, but yeah, we've just got incredible people in our environment that prioritise those things just as much as the on field work as well. But yeah, now that we've got um, Corey Sweeney as our head coach, he's just probably going to continue what Bunce has started um, and just continue on with the work that he has created in his environment and culture. But we've got an incredible leadership group, incredible people in our team uh, who are obviously very proud Māori, Pākehā, Fijians, and we contribute all of those cultures into our one one environment um, to make sure that we are all aligned and just love each other dearly really
1: yeah and the key component of that culture which you know is stunning because it it appears from the outside looking in it's a winning culture but holding each other accountable
0: yeah definitely we've got um in, in a place of love we love to give each other feedback um we're each other's critics but in saying that we're also our own individual perfectionists. like for me personally i just I'm one of those people that can't finish training on a bad pass or a bad catch. Um, so we're all perfectionists in some way, shape or form. But yeah, we definitely have that sort of um, culture as well where we, we give each other feedback and um, it's all out of a place of love. And so come nice. playing, we, we know what we need to do and we know what our work ons are and we just put all of our strengths together to come as one.
1: Sarah Hirany, what makes her the leader that she is?
0: Oh, gosh, I could honestly go on all day about that lady. Um, For starters, she's a great person. Take rugby out of the picture, and she's a great person. Um, She's approachable, she's friendly, she's selfless. She's just one of those people that you can rely on no matter what. And that, to me, alone, taking away her captaincy, taking away her role in rugby, is crucial in life. Um, She's just one of those people that, You want in your circle, definitely. And what she's gone through in the last 12 months is something that no person ever deserves. Um, She's just obviously had a very, very heartbreaking year with the passing of her mum in February this year. She could have easily turned around and said that she didn't want to be in our environment anymore because it was too hard. But she, um, she decided that she would turn that heartbreak into a little bit of motivation. And had almost probably the best rugby career year of her life. Um, she's just an incredible human being, and what she's done for our for our team, for our women's rugby, um, is second to none. She's and she's still got more to give. That's the crazy thing. She's still got more to give, and she's obviously going to be competing in the Super Rugby OPK and, um competition this year for the Hurricanes. And then after that, we've got Com Games and World Cup. So. She's still got a lot of things to do in her rugby career. I'm hoping that she's not close (laughs) to retirement. Um, But, yeah, honestly, what she did last night was thoroughly deserved. She absolutely deserves everything that comes her way when it comes to those individual accolades.
1: I know you've got a team meeting about two and a half minutes, so I've just got to ask you a couple of quick questions. What was it like getting your gold medal from Sarah?
0: Um, I remember the first time meeting Sarah back in 2012 in Waiuru. It was our first camp. Um, I was 16, so Gossie might have been about mm, maybe 19, 20 years old, and she was the bubbliest, smiliest person that was in that environment. Everyone was so stuck up and just in their own little world, but Gossie was just super, super friendly, and from there onwards, I was like, oh, yeah, like, you're cool. I'll look up to you, and I've looked up to her ever since. And so to receive the Olympic gold medal from her was just the cherry on top of the cake, um... I look up to Gossie, I'll always look up to Gossie. And so to receive that gold medal was just an incredible feeling. And we bawled our eyes out together after we gave each other a hug and a kiss. And yeah, it was, it was an incredibly proud moment just to even receive the gold medal in general. Um, I've been dreaming about it for a long time. So to finally have it and to finally have it on my mantelpiece is something that I'll never get, never get bored of. I always look at it still to this day.
1: I could talk to you all day, but I know you're busy. Uh, Michaela Bly, congratulations on a wonderful season. Uh, I'm assuming you're getting ready for Malaga in Spain and the World Series in January. And look, have an an amazing Christmas. Uh, Relive those memories, shed more tears and go well.
0: Absolutely. You can guarantee that we'll be shedding more tears. Don't you worry about that. But, yeah, next year, for those that are listening, it's a massive year for Women's Rugby. We've obviously got um, Sevens World Series starting back up in January, but then we've also got Commonwealth Games, World Cup Sevens, and then World Cup 15 for the Black fern. So massive year for Women's Rugby. So keep an eye out for um, all the events that are coming up.
1: Michaela, you're a champ. Happy Christmas.
0: Happy Christmas, mate. Thank you.
1: Michaela Blod, wow. I'm, I'm just going to say Wow. If that doesn't that doesn't speak volumes, yeah, i I've, I've got goosebumps just listening to her again.